we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. Welcome back to the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and this week I'm joined by Libby and Abby. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hi. Um, And today we're looking at some um, good and bad PR campaigns that have stood out to us over the uh, past few months. And For us in particular, we're going to be looking at a couple of campaigns in relation to International Women's Day. Um, And we've got a couple of corkers. So I think think what we'll do, we thought we'd start start with the the not so good one, the bad one. Um, And we can give you a few tips in terms of uh, what went wrong and how you can avoid the same pitfalls for yourself. So... um, Libby or Abby, do you want to go into uh, which campaign we're going to focus on first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, for the not so good campaign, we're looking at um, Burger King getting it all wrong for International Women's Day. Um, so um, if anyone's seen it, you'll remember that they um, essentially tweeted that women belong in the kitchen um, to promote its new scholarship for female chefs. Um, so that's a bit of a summary. Um, I suppose to yeah, a quick summary that was. I mean, <laughs> literally, that was. <laughs> that was it, wasn't it? Do you know what they also put? I think they put. Um, they took out ad space as well, didn't they? With the same, with the same slogan. Yeah, in... so they did. Um, they did do a print um, campaign initially mm. on it, um, which wasn't quite so bad because there was um, some context around what they did. Yeah. Um, so they did some research. Um, into um, uh, well the sort of um, positions around um, restaurants and found that only 7% of the head chef positions in restaurants um, were female I think and there were some other stats so they did um, you know their intentions were were good to highlight highlight that Um, and I think yeah the print ad you know they're they're reason they've chosen that sort of headline as women belong in the kitchen for all of that is because obviously it does sort of shock the reader and you stop Mm -hmm. and you look to see what it's all about um but yeah I think they then went on obviously to post it um just the headline on on social media um which is where it kind of all Mm. all went really badly wrong for them Mm. so yeah so (laughs) I mean can we break down why why it went so wrong for them Wow, I think <laughs> where to start? <laughs> I think yeah. I mean, it's it's quite risky anyway. Even though um, I think, as I said, the print ad on its own with the context and the stats is probably okay. It's still quite a risky headline, and to just have it on Twitter and Facebook 
it's a completely different channel. Um, obviously, anyone can sort of just take that completely out of context. And what didn't help mm-hmm. is they didn't even give any context to start with. So everyone yeah. to get out of context. <laughs> um, so I think that's obviously the um the the main reason why you know it didn't it didn't go well um and yeah as we all know it's so easy to sort of share and a, a tweet and just take mm-hmm. a screenshot put it on instagram like spread mm-hmm. it spreads like wild wildfire um i think that's it think- like you say they, they've tried to shock which is you know there are many effective campaigns that do that aren't there? I mean, there's lots of examples where people do use a quick shock tactic and so to get people to stop and take notice. Um, but they've used, you know, a really awful sexist trope on International Women's Day. Yeah. As you said, totally in isolation initially with no context whatsoever. And then the context just got lost, didn't it? It just, mm-hmm. all of that snowballed and it was too, it was too late. Yeah. And I think with these awareness days, you've got so much competition from like thousands and thousands of companies trying to stand out. And I think you've just got to find the balance of like how shocking you want to be. Like, I think Mm. obviously that's quite a bold statement and you've got to have the context behind it because it will just go viral in a matter of hours. Mm. Yeah. And that's the problem they had sort of also kind of far right extremists, didn't they? Then tweeting just that first tweet rather than the follow up, which was around, yeah, this great new initiative and scholarship they were launching for women to get into a culinary career um, was was lost. Mm. And I think for a lot of people, I mean, I think I, I can't remember where I saw the stat, but um, apparently sort of gender bias is actually worse now than it was sort of 30 years ago in a recent survey where people asked about what, you know, who's what roles are for men and what roles are for women. So I think, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a real problem. So to put something like Women Belong in the Kitchen as your headline mm-hmm. campaign for International Women's Day, it's just just doesn't work <laughs> and there are other ways to get people to take notice on that which we will come on we will come on to sort of our good example of how it can be done really well but there are there are ways to get people to take notice on there there aren't that aren't sort of pulling on these awful sexist tropes that you know we shouldn't even be repeating they should just be left in the past but um and it also I think as you'd then said Libby as well you've always got to remember and social media is obviously a tricky one that can it can spiral so quickly but you have to think of it in the same ways as media when we prep people for media interviews it's like you have to remember that they work in sound bites that's how it, that's how it works like so there's no point saying something in an interview that can get cut cut down and sound terrible you have to you know you have to make sure that you speak in sound bites and um you're not relying on a kind of wider context to get your message across. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, or, I mean, awful. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think we were, we've talked about this a lot anyway with our clients, haven't we? And this is, it's a risky thing, hooking a campaign off the back of an international awareness day, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think you've got to show sort of that you're supporting the calls throughout the year and not just on that day. I think that just goes 
a longer way than just having some silly slogan on International Women's Day um, that mm. you think is going to be taken as a joke or I don't really know how they thought it would be taken but you, yeah. yeah you've got to really like I think you've got to be genuine about it because I think a lot of people especially on social media can really see through sort of what you're doing if you're mm. just changing your logo for the month or a day or yeah just sending out a tweet but you're not really addressing it any other day of the year I think mm-hmm. it can cause more harm than good most of the time yeah and I think for that particular one perhaps obviously they were trying to generate awareness um for their sort of scholarship for women but there are probably many other ways that they could have done that and then perhaps done some um a campaign around how that you know using perhaps um someone that had enrolled on that and their experience then doing like a really nice sort of case study style video or something like that I think would have been much you know would have got much um of a better reaction than just sort of well what they've done what they did yeah yeah exactly and then everybody is you said it is it starts to become very transparent it's like right this was obviously just a marketing you thought right there's international women's day well and this might not be you know, I'm saying this as how it's perceived is, right, it's International Women's Day. What are we going to do to get a bit of coverage, a bit of traction? What are we going to do to make out that we're doing something about it? Oh, let's launch a scholarship and come up with this shocking tweet. And so all people see is just something in really poor taste that's trying to get coverage and people talking about it on a very particular day that is a very important day. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, as you said, it's not, it doesn't come across as authentic. It comes across as gimmicky and as a marketing campaign rather than actually something that's very purpose-led from the company. Um, and actually also, we, we were talking about this previously as well, as it just highlighted some of the things they're not doing right in terms of supporting their female staff. So where there's reports of sexual harassment that they're not addressing, you know, and they're not keeping their female staff safe while they're in the workplace. Maybe, you know, they should focus more on that and creating genuine change and genuinely looking after their female staff than, you know, trying to create some marketing campaign around a scholarship Mm. program um and generally people care about what you've done not what you're going to do as well mm. yeah yeah Uh, absolutely and we were also saying and this kind of is a whole other podcast episode I think but but how important it is to be a purpose-led company or brand you know you need to be working at things like that from the inside out it shouldn't be a marketing-led initiative none of this stuff should be a marketing-led initiative this should be coming from the very top and trying to actually make purposeful change not not something that's just going to get you some column inches or some buzz on social and I think there's a there's a there's a problem with that isn't there because I mean you know if you're looking for inspiration for what you should do for campaigns and on social awareness days it's always something that's sort of a core thing that people suggest that you start on and there's quite a difference between national cupcake day or national toast day <laughs> compared to international yeah. women's day so it's really yeah. Yeah, about understanding and recognizing that they're completely 
different and if you're not sure about the because there's other ones as well it's like national you know it might be blue day and you're like oh yeah I have a brand I've got the color blue in my brand I'm going to mm. post about this but you don't know what that means you need to research like where that originated from and what it stands for because it could be something completely different and mm. something that you know you just do quickly could really help you could have a massive backlash for for doing that yeah and I know Abby mentioned um earlier it's it's the commercialization isn't it of of really important awareness days that are tackling real issues that you know not I don't I don't want to I don't want to be dramatic but it, I mean it is dramatic it is you know these awareness days are you know women are killed around the world mm-hmm. and that is what International Women's Day is about is and that there are many awareness days like that which you shouldn't be using for financial gain for a company. You just shouldn't, you know, it's great if you've got something very authentic you can be talking about, but generally you've got to be really careful with these kinds of things, haven't you? Mm. And actually if if you really care about, you know, the the women in your business, then you should be doing this stuff anyway. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be something you're doing. Yeah for some column no. inches yeah yeah your your campaign should what you're currently doing and the things that you're currently doing you can share that to inspire and educate other people about your campaigns um but yeah certainly not not to profit off of them and I think it is a tricky one because you might you know you might be a service company or have products and you might not be putting necessarily putting um you know limited edition branding on them to sell them but I suppose you know putting stuff on social media and making a marketing campaign you're not directly making a sale out of that but essentially you're the reason you're doing that is to sort of grow you know your whatever it is followers to grow the business to Mm. essentially profit off of it in the end so it's you know and it's all it's not black and white is it in terms of um whether you should or shouldn't do something around an awareness day like international women's day there is there's definitely an argument for leveraging it and and again kind of communicating positive change that you're making but you've just got to be really careful I mean on this and our Burger King example um I suppose is there anything you think they could have done differently so because it is a great not great because it's great you know if you're offering a scholarship for female staff who want to to go and um, it was a qualification wasn't it? they would fund them and to mm. go on like a culinary course and get a qualification um to help raise basically female chefs across the world mm-hmm. um and that's a great thing isn't it do you think there's anything they could have done differently should they have avoided international women's day altogether or could they've still done something on international women's day I th- yeah i think the campaign itself is you know it's it's as you say it's great that they're trying to support women and they've done some research on on you know they found out how how many um women sort of have those kinds of roles within um chefing and so so they've they've found that out and then they're creating a scholarship around it so that's I think that's all great but obviously their choice of words um to headline the campaign were wrong and where they were put was were wrong so I think Mm. there's certain situations where obviously you know can have a shocking 
something to shock um, readers or listeners or viewers or whatever. But I think, you know, they could have even just used the stats themselves that they had there shocking enough. They didn't need to then, excuse me, like go even further than that Mm. um, and go with such a risky headline. Um, And as as we said, it kind of worked well on print, but they really should have done their research and perhaps done a bit of a risk assessment around what could have gone wrong if they just posted the headline only on on social media. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it kind of seemed like there was not a lot of thought gone into how it would have been received because obviously they're a huge company. They've probably, I'm not sure how many followers they have, but they're aware of like the thousands of people that follow them. And I think having a headline like that and knowing the people on social media, mm. it was kind of a recipe for disaster because... People don't hold back on social media. That was sort of giving them a chance to sort of say whatever they wanted, really. So, yeah, I think, obviously, the scholarship itself is a great thing to do. Um, But, yeah, obviously, very bad Mm. choice of wording. And I think, yeah, just a little bit more thought gone into how it would have made their followers feel, maybe. And just how it would have been received by people and... Yeah, because obviously it's going to be shared a lot. And I think they obviously were going for the shock factor, which they got. Um, Maybe they thought stats wouldn't receive as many likes or comments or shares. Um, But yeah, I think, yeah, just a little bit more thought into how it would have been received could have served them a bit better. Yeah, just, I mean, it's it's funny, isn't it? You think, did you not think about the fact that that is going to be seen entirely in isolation, just women belong in the kitchen? Just mm-hmm. just a screenshot of just that as a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> what? It also makes you wonder, were, as you said, Abby, in terms of um, how it's going to be received, often big ideas like this and for big brands like them, you would test the water a bit with the audience um and did they not do that or did they not have any like makes you question like were there any women on the team that might wow. have seen this before it got yeah, signed off the first thought I had <laughs> when yeah. I saw it it's like I'm not sure if a woman saw that yeah. I'm happy to send it out I don't know but yeah imagine being the one typing the tweets as well the first yeah. tweet, like yeah. women belong in the kitchen, full stop. Yeah, Hit I'm send. happy with that. Good yeah, to yeah. go. <laughs> send out into the world. God, some poor, yeah. some poor intern was probably doing that, like just going, oh, God, <laughs> I'm not sure we should be doing this. Yeah, I think as well for something like this, perhaps without um, the headline or if they've done it in a slightly different way, you know, you don't need to wait till International Women's Day to do something like this. It's, I think it's almost more authentic if it's not on yeah. like on awareness day like this. Um, as I said before, I think um, a day like International Women's Day is a really good day to sort of celebrate inspiring women and stories, but not necessarily to launch campaigns because it is just does just feel inauthentic. Yeah. 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 And I think mentioned before Libby it's you know celebrating women so actually putting the focus on women so somebody who's either signed up for the scholarship like you said or someone who is you know get a good chef on board who can yeah who can talk about how important it is or you know it 
and just using, as you said, Libby, those stats are bad enough on their own. You don't need to be bringing in all these kinds of sexist tropes into the mix to shock. Actually, it's already really bad that there aren't enough female head chefs in the world and that it's hard for them to access. You don't you don't need to make that more shocking. You can use that and, you know, and go with it and make it more pos- more positive. Yeah. But um yeah. So that's a bad that's our that's our bad one. Sorry, Burger King. <laughs> so, sorry about that. But then um it can be done well, can't it? So we've got another example, International Women's Day. Um, do one of you want to tell us which campaign we were looking at um, and why we thought it was good? Yes, so the campaign um, was done by a company called uh, CPB London and their creative agency that sort of helped brands with their media campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought this one was really good because it was really eye-catching. It was a poster campaign aimed to tackle gender stereotypes in certain jobs and industries. And uh, they formed the posters with research that was done into young children's perceptions of men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to paint the picture, um, they the text was in bold font saying, imagine a CEO. And then just below it in a smaller font, it says, is it a man? And then another one was imagine someone crying in an office and the smaller font below was, is it a woman? Um, And they were put up all around like tube stations and in cinemas before film screenings and all over social media as well. Um, And I actually remember walking past one of them in London um, in a tube station. And I think it's so eye-catching because I think even someone who works with a lot of women in a female-led company, my initial reaction to sort of both those statements was, um, if I imagined a CEO, it was a man. Mm. And if I imagined someone crying in an office, it would be a woman. So I think it just makes you recognise in an instant that you sort of have that unconscious bias and there's things mm. you can do to change that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just thought it was a really a really good one um really eye-catching and it was really instant for me as well mm-hmm. um so yeah I just thought that was really good and they made a children's book from it so parents and teachers could sort of hand this out and it was called imagine and at each page would be sort of imagine a doctor a nurse footballer like any career and then they draw what they would imagine that to be so I thought that was quite Mm. a nice add-on as well um kind of all designed to open up conversations wasn't it with those kids that it's like oh interesting I see you've drawn a male footballer yeah why is that you know and do you think that girls can be footballers mm-hmm. as well and you know yeah. and, and vice versa with the other careers yeah I agree and it, I think it's a really good example isn't it of like you said it it's it is still shocking isn't it it's, it's yeah. shocking but in a different way so Burger King yeah. went down that route of you know let's bring out some really old tropes that are quite offensive and I suppose that kind of out outward sexism whereas we don't actually realize that it's getting you to check your kind of unconscious bias, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like we would all say, all and, and us here on this podcast would say that we're not sexist. Of course we're, you know, of course we're not. We want, you know, we think women can be anything they want to be. Um, 
but actually exactly that, Abby, we would go past those posters and probably think the same thing, you know, imagine a CEO, is it a man? And we're like, oh my God, yeah. (laughs) Imagine a nurse, is it a woman? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I really, Mm. it just gets you to, it's really clever, isn't it? Because it gets you, it it shocks you because you're like, I've got so much to unpack myself. And so does, yeah, and so does everyone. Yeah. I think it's really interesting as well that they um, use children as part of their, you know, they Mm. they use parents and children as part of their research because obviously um, it just shows how influenced young children can be from everything that they've learned from such a young age and not been around on the planet for very long and they've already got these unconscious gender biases already. Yeah. Um, So that was really good to show that as well. Yeah. And the whole campaign being based on research works really well, doesn't it? Having those insights. So that's, you know, being able to, to say that this is, you know, this is the result of these particular things really helps in terms of they got quite a lot of traction, didn't they, online as well. So the poster campaigns were great, um, but they did get a lot of traction and, um, God, I've got a stat somewhere and I I think it was like (laughs) over four, four million impressions and, you know, it was all, it was all positive. It was all people talking about how great it was and how it was opening up lots of conversations. And it sort of spiralled into other conversations. So it wasn't just about this campaign, but it made people talk about actually, yeah, within certain industries, we really need to think about the way we're communicating about job roles and where people are. Um, But it was, yeah, I thought it was a great campaign. They did also, I recently saw, I mean, don't get me wrong, I cannot go into what an NFT is. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me break it down. (laughs) I still glaze over when some people tell me sort of how how it's going to work. But I I do know that they're selling the posters as NFTs to to continue their fundraising for charity, which I think is um, just because it's, again, it has such a great impact that they're able to do that. And it's resonated with so many people that mm-hmm. um, yeah. they're able to I do that. I thought it was really like interesting how quickly it resonated as well. Cause I was sort of, when I saw it, I was sort of like rushing about and I think everyone is naturally in train stations, not really paying attention to what's around them. And yeah, as soon as I read that, I was like, wow, that's like really impactful and so quickly. Um, yeah and I think that's what a lot of people try to do on social media as well like everyone's attention span has got a lot lower um and I think that's made social media like try and be as snappy as possible but sometimes it's in the wrong ways but I think in this instant it was yeah it was a great use of Mm. words in this sense yeah it's funny isn't it it is sort of the same basically on paper it's the same campaign as the Burger King campaign with just slightly slightly different um content and they you know they've obviously just gone for as you say the slightly different tactic to to shock people but Mm. ultimately are still survey campaigns um it just goes to show how easily you can get it so wrong and so right yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, and shows you can be thought-provoking without being 
controversial. I think when people, I mean, again, a bit of a, um, I was about to swear then, I won't swear, a bit of a <laughs> ru- rubbishy marketing term. <laughs> make sure, no, we don't want an E next to the um, podcast episode. <laughs> <up> on, <laughs> um, is a uh, disruptive, you know, disruptive oh, yeah. marketing and, mm. and being, and I think a lot of the time, like not everybody, but people think that means you have to be controversial and shocking. Uh, but there's, this shows you don't have to be really controversial in order to be shocking and thought provoking and to disrupt things like, and get people to stop and listen and think and share. You don't have to do the Burger King route you can do this route and actually create a lot more impact. Yeah, and they weren't sort of like shouting about what they were doing as a company either. So Mm. they're probably more likely to be treating the women in their company as they should be treated instead of like forming a campaign around what they're going to do in the future. Mm. It was just like in itself thought-provoking without trying to sort of promote the company in any way. I think that's a really good point. And I think that's kind of, again, where Burger King, why it didn't sit right. It was, again, it was like, look how brilliant we are. You know, it's very much like, look how great we are because we're we're launching this thing also with this awful tagline of women belong in the kitchen. Whereas this campaign, they didn't talk about themselves at all, did they? It wasn't, it wasn't about them. It was. Yeah. And of course, you know, of course, essentially it shows their expertise off in terms of what they can do but it they didn't make themselves the focus of the campaign did they it was very much about the wider issues mm. and it was quite it was quite simple really um mm. you have to, i say you know you didn't have to have a really complicated um or you know create loads of um graphics and assets it, this is just really sort of simple mm. basic but it works. Yeah. It's what they say quite a lot of the time, the insights are there in plain sight. When you do a bit of research and when you start thinking about what a good campaign looks like, it's usually, it's stuff like that. Like you said, this is quite a simple campaign. And when you see it, you're like, God, it's simple and seems quite obvious. And quite often it's because those insights are there for the taking. They're right there, hiding in plain sight rather than trying to force, you know, yeah forcing campaigns together to be controversial just kind of make it relevant and I think yeah and adding to what Abby said I think it's a really really important point um that it doesn't promote the brand itself because that's something that we do sort of struggle with a little bit when we're sort of pitching certain campaigns and ideas especially around researchers um you know the company will say well how how am I going to get my brand across in all of those answers and that's not necessarily the right way you can Mm. still have an impact from people people are switched on you know if they like something and it's um you know it's thought provoking and it's interested them then they're probably going to look into the company that generated the research and that's sort of a natural natural way then isn't it rather than trying to shove um marketing and messaging mm. into into something again unauthentically yeah yeah it just goes to show as we say there's two um 
two very similar campaigns that can go in two very different directions, just depending on kind of how you position things and what your strategy is. Um, but thank you again for listening. Um, hopefully you found that insightful. Um, if you have any questions, then please do reach out to us. You can reach us through the website, which is adpr.co.uk. Um, as always, we love to hear from you um, and we'll see you next time. Bye.